0: The Edit B Sit edition an audio series of the Talmud Bavli Gemara Ta'anit Daf Khafe Today's <laughs> Daf is being studied Le'ilun of Avraham ben Esther Ruach HaShem tniḥenu b'gan Eden Amen Today's daf is being studied the us Shlema Eliyahu Haim ben Sofia Shafia. Inna Rfana Lo B'Toch Sh'ar Cholay Amo Israel. Amen. Today's daf is being studied Lichbard Nishmat Tzaddik Rabbi Yitzhak Abu Hasera that we're by his grave today in Morocco. Baruch. We begin today's daf on Chavdalat Amud Bet and we start three lines from the bottom. Rabbi B'Chol Yom veomirit every single day a heavenly voice comes out and says, the whole entire world receives Padnasa and sustenance in the Ziqut of my son Hanina. That's of Hanina bin Dosa. He sustains himself. With a small measure, a kav of harubim, from erev Shabbat to erev Shabbat, which is even though his zechut is to sustain the entire world, he himself is ani, and therefore he only eats a kav harubim from erev Shabbat to erev Shabbat. Haver gila de his wife was accustomed le to heat up the oven, kol maale de every Irib Shabbat, vishadia akhtarta. She would place a certain type of uh, item in the oven that would cause the oven to be ma'li'ashan. You see, they were very poor. They did not have any wood. So what they had to do, she wanted to make believe to her neighbors, <clears throat> she wanted to make believe to the neighbors as if she had uh, wood and she had something to bake in the oven. So she would take this akhtarta. There was a certain type of spice or something and put it in the oven and smoke would come out. So it looked like she's baking something, even though she's not baking anything. So the Kabbalah says, what happened? Mishum kisupa. She did it because of the busha. Because all the neighbors were cooking the Shabbat. She had nothing to cook. Havala bishta. She had a very bad neighbor. Amra, the neighbor said, Mechdi, let me analyze. She says, I know that these people, Rabbi Harina bin Dosa and his wife, they don't have anything. What is all this smoke coming out of the oven? So she went and she knocked on the door of Rabbi Harina bin Dosa to see what they were cooking. So the wife got embarrassed because <clears throat> now everybody's gonna find out that she really doesn't have anything in the oven <speaking> in <Hebrew> she got embarrassed and she went into the inner room of the house in order that she shouldn't get uh, they shouldn't realize that there's nothing in the oven so she went to hide because she was embarrassed who made a miracle for De The oven looked a miracle. It was filled with bread. And the bowl that was next to the oven that was empty now was filled with dough. So the neighbor said, Planita Planita. She called Mrs. Hanina bin Dosa. Planita Planita. Aitem Masa. Bring the uh, shovel that they used to take the bread out of the oven. They call it a mardah. Bring the out, bring the uh, spatula to take the bread out of the oven. Because your bread is uh, its going to burn. So the wife of Rabbi bin Dosa said, She says, What do you think I went into the house for? I went in order to bring the mardah, I went to bring it. Yes indeed the Kabbalah says, that was a real Kabbalah. When she went in, she went in to bring the marda. Why? Because miracles were accustomed to happen to her. And therefore, she had an understanding that this would happen to her. And the Mefarshim Rashi she explains over here, the way the Maharsha interprets it, is that the reason why she kept a Marda in the house, the what did she need a Marda for? She doesn't even have any bread, she doesn't have any food. So that she explains, since she was Milumeded binisim, that's why she kept the Marda in the house. And therefore, uh, she wouldn't have to uh, ask for a Marda from somebody else. She had one in the house. Amra le Debitu. One day, the wife of Rabhanina bin Dosa said, Until when are we going to suffer with such poverty? So Rabhanina bin Dosa tells his wife, What do you want us to do? So she says, pray. Pray that maybe even a shamayim, they'll give us something. So the rabbi prayed. Like a hand came out of the shamayim. And they gave the rabbi like a leg from a table that was made out of gold. So it says, That night, the wife of Rabharina bin Dosah had a dream. And what did she see in the dream? daaba. She saw that all the tzaddikim in Gan Eden are eating from a gold table. De'itle tlat kar'eh. That has three legs. However, the but the table of Rav Ha'ina bin Dosaah It only had two legs. Shaking. Amraleh. So when she saw that, she got up in the morning and she told her husband... Is it right that everybody else in Gara Eden is going to have a full, complete table? And our table is going to be lacking? So, what are we going to do now, he says. So she says to him back, Just like they gave it to us, Pray to bore olam, he'll take it back. Ba'era Ahameh, so he prayed, V'shikluhu, and they took back the golden leg. Tana al-Gabara says, Gadol haya nes acharon yoter min The last miracle of taking it back was even greater than the miracle of giving it. The gemidi, because we have a tradition. Yahweh, bore olam gives. However, mishkal lo shakle. Once they give a berakha, they don't usually take it back. So here the miracle was that they took it back. And this is based on the Gemara Nida that says, Me'olam lo yatzta midah tova mipi kadosh Baruch Hu ve'chazar ba'lera. That once the Kadosh Baruch Hu gives a midah tova, a blessing, he's not hozer. But here, for the Zikut of Halina bin Dusah, they took it back. Comes the Gemaran says, Had Beshimshem, one idib Shabbat, it was Ben Ashamashot. It was already after sunset, Hazia Librated De Havat Atsibah. Sorab Halina sore, his daughter was all upset. Amarla Bitti said to his daughter. Why are you so depressed? Why are you upset? So she says, She said, I made a mistake. Instead of lighting the Friday night candles with oil, I lit it with vinegar instead. I made a mistake. The kelim got mixed up. And now they're going to go out. How long can it last? So the rabbi said, I used that to light the or for Shabbat. Amadla Biti, Is that my daughter? Machpatlach? What do you care? Misha amad la Hu yomad la The one that says to the oil that it will light is the same one that'll say to the vinegar and it will light. Miracle. Tana haya dodek behodek kada yom kulo. The vinegar lasted the whole entire Shabbat until Motzei Shabbat and they used it for Havdalah So the Mefashim say they didn't use the actual Nair for Havdalah but they lit from it in order to use it for Havdalah because they did not want to benefit from Ma'ase Nisim But you see over here that Rabbi Dosa, another miracle, how the vinegar lasted the entire Shabbat. Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa, Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa he had some goats. Now the Gabra's going to explain to us where he get goats from if he was so poor. So the neighbors once told Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa, these goats are eating up all the fields. They're uh, destroying uh, all the fields over here. Amar. So he said, If it's true what you're saying, that these goats are eating from the other fields, Nikhlinu dube. Then let the bears come out and eat the goats. V'ilah. But if it's not true, Kol hada ve hada. Let each one of these goats come back with a bear between its horns. The urta that night, all the goats came back with bears between their horns. To show the miracle again that the Aizim of Rav they did not eat from other people's fields. The Gemara continues, <speaking in Hebrew> The wife, or the Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa, had a neighbor. <speaking in Hebrew> she built a house. <speaking in Hebrew> However, the beams of the house did not reach from one wall to the other wall, which means the beams were too short. So she came in front of Rav Harina le Dosah She said, I built uh, my house According to the Gersav, the Bach I built my house Ve'lo However, the beams do not reach from wall to wall So Rav Harina says What's your name? My name is Iku Amad. So Reb said, "Iku nimtu keshurayich. Iku your beams should reach, which means the beams should reach the wall to wall." We have a bright Not only did they reach But they protruded one From both sides Even though that wasn't necessary The Maharsha explains that Borei Ulam did that in order to publicize the miracle That the bin Dosa did So everybody would walk by the house and see the beams Protruding from both sides Some say that the uh, Beams themselves Did not extend sinifin asa'um miraculously little pieces or links were attached to the beams themselves in order to elongate them. Tanya we have a brighter. Plimo Omer Ani ra'iti oto bayit. He says, I saw that house. Ve'ayu korotav yotzot amalekan ve'amalekan. I saw the beams that were protruding out both sides of the house. Ve'amru li and they said bayit zeh shekira rabhanina bendosa betfilato This is the house that rabhanina bendosa ru with his tefillot. Comes the Gemara and continues, Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa, navu We learnt above in the Gemara, Rabbi Hanina bin Dosa, he had these goats. So the Gemara says, where did he get the goats from? Number one, Ve'a'ani have it. He was poverty stricken. How could he afford goats? Ve'od, was he allowed to have goats? Amru hachamim, the hachamim tell us in Megadilin Behema Daka Be'erich Yisrael that we're not allowed to raise animals in Eretz Yisrael like goats because of the Mitzvah of Yeshuv Eretz Yisrael. And these animals over here eat up from the produce. And therefore you're not allowed to have them in Eretz Yisrael because they eat up the land. So the Gabbara says, A story happened, one time somebody passed by the house of Rehanina bin Dosa, and he left chickens over there, and there was a siman on the chickens, but he forgot them and he left. So Rehanina bin Dosa's wife, Found them. said Al Hanina said, Do not eat from the eggs because it's not ours. And they started to produce a lot of eggs. Not only they produce eggs, but chickens as well. It was giving them a lot of trouble, because now they have to raise all these chickens and take care of them. So they sold the chickens. And they bought with the money that they sold the chickens with, goats. One time, the fellow that lost the Ternigolim, he walked by the house of Rabi Hanina bin Dosa. So he told his friend, He said, this is where I placed the Ternigolim. So Rabi he heard, Do you have a siman? What the chickens look like? He says, yes I do He gave him a siman And he gave him the goats And indeed these are the, the the goats That brought the bears on their horns Like we read in the Gemara earlier Comes to Gemara now And discusses another rabbi that was also very poor Rabbi El azar Ben-Pedat Le-Milta Tuva He had a very difficult time making Panasa. Avad Milta One time he went and he did some bloodletting Velo Havale midil He didn't even have anything to eat after the bloodletting in order to strengthen himself Shakal Berad de So he took the bulb of the garlic Befume and he put it in his mouth Halash became very weak because of it and he fell asleep so the rabbis went to see how he was doing they saw him in his sleep he was crying and was also laughing in fact, tzitzitah de nura me'apute, and there was like a spark, like a fire that was uh, emanating from his forehead. So the Gemara says, "Ki etar when Rabbi Lazar ben Peda woke up, Amaru there, ma'ita amah kabechid vehayacht. Why were you crying and laughing? Amaru lehu them dem davayitiv amiya kadosh baruch hu." HaKadosh Baruch was sitting with me And I told HaKadosh Baruch Hu How long am I going to suffer in this He told me Do you want me to... Destroy the world and create it again from scratch? Which means, do you want me to change your world? That's the way the Maharaja explains it. Do you want me to recreate you, a new creation? Or maybe it means it will come down as a Gilgul. And the point is, the Gemara says, If Shad de Mityaladit maybe you'll be born in a good mazal of Mizonot. Because we know the Gemara Mu'ed Katan says, that Bene haye U Children, life, and panasah, they're not talui in a person's zekhuyot, but they're talui in the mazal. And therefore, could be, if you are born under a different mazal, you'll have better uh, better panasah. So I told the Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kule hai after all that, you're going to change my whole world and recreate me, and it's only an ifshar? It's only a maybe? Because Baruch Baruchu, and he told him, he said, ifshar demetialat beshad demizurat. Possibly you'll be born in a time of misurat. So he tells me, after all that, it's only a maybe? Amrilah. So he says, I told Akadosh Baruchu, de hayetafé or de hayena? He asked him the following question. Did I live tefé? Did I live the majority of my years yet? Or am I destined to live the majority of my years? Which means I did not reach the majority of my life. So he tells me which means he told them that already you lived the majority of your life already. Amre le kameh imke la bahina. So he said if that's the case, la bahina, I'm not interested. Amalli Behai De Amart Lobahina. So he told them in the zechut that you said, a kadosh baruch hu told them. In the zechut that you said, la ba'ina that I don't want, that you don't want to recreate and start the world over again for him. Ya'avin alach le'almat ate. I'm going to give you a reward. Thirteen rivers of shemen aparsimon of the balsam oil, pure kefrat v'diglat, that each one of them are as Big as the Euphrates and the Tigris River, that you are going to enjoy from them. And that's why he left. So therefore, We know now why he cried and left. The reason why he cried is because, like, Kadosh Baruchu told him that he's going to, that he lived already the majority of his life. So that caused him to cry. However, when he was told about the reward that he's destined to get, so that already caused him to laugh. So the rabbi continues, he says, I told the Kadosh Baruchu, that's all the reward I'm going to get? What do you want me to give to your friends? Which means if I'm going to give you everything, you're not going to leave anything to your friends. I'm not asking you to give me a piece of ulama ba' from somebody that has his hailik. I don't want to take anybody's hailik. I want to take somebody's hailik that lost it. So therefore, I'll take theirs also. So again, that's what he means. I want from a person that... Lost his chilek, and you'll give me his chilek. I'll get that zikhot. Amri leh. So the Gemara says, as a result, machyan b'eskutla afutay. So the he hit me with his finger. Uh, on my forehead, that beskutla aputai. Aputai is the forehead. Beskutla is like his uh, his forefinger and uh, thumb. Like he snapped, he snapped on the rabbi's forehead. And the Kadosh told me, El Azar, my son, Gire bach Gire. I have hit you with my. With my spears. And the Rashi explains that Kadot Baruchu was just telling him that to make him happy. So that was the fire that they saw emanating from the face of the rabbi. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, That was the fire that was coming from him the forefinger and the uh, thumb and they snapped them together igru b'ach gire he says I've sent my spears towards you kalomari kiti with my arrows she says he told them just to make him happy comes the continues Rabbi Hama bar Hanina Tanita. Rav Hanina, Rav Hanina, he decreed affairs because there was no rains. <clears throat> but the rain did not come. So they told Rabbi Hamma, "The Harbi Yosua ben Levi gazar tanita. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, when he was gazar tanita, the rain came." So Rabbi Hamma says, ha ana, ha He says, "I am who I am, and he is who he is." Which means the Rabbi Yosua ben Levi is somebody else, and he's better than me. So they told the Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, Dinete. They told him to come v'nechavein datin, which means you'll come pray together. Efsad the tabresiburali bayu. Maybe as a result of Yeshua ben David joining the tefillah, maybe the sibud the heart will become broken, and the borei alam will answer them. Datim and the rain will come ba'ol So they started to pray. But what? The rain didn't come. So Surabhi Haman now tells the sibur, "Which means you accept upon yourself, and you all in unison agree that the rain should come because of us." Which means you have? The betachon. So the sibur said, "In." So Rabbi Hamma says, "Rakia, rakia, sky, sky, kase panayich." May you be covered with clouds. Cover yourself with clouds. The Geberah says, however, Lo the clouds did not come. Hamas or Hamas said, How brazen is the sky, that they don't listen, they don't want to cover themselves with the clouds. So the Gemara says, after he said that, These clouds covered the sky, and the rains came. The Gemara continues, Levi decreed a fest. But the rain didn't come. So he told the Kadosh alita. you went up to the heavens, and you're sitting in the high place. Well, you forgot about us? You went up to the heavens and you're not having mercy on your children? At that point, the Gebarah says, the rain came. However, he went lame, which means his hip became dislocated as a result of that. Amar Azha, so the al Aza learns some here adam which literally means a person should not throw words towards heaven you shouldn't, when you're praying, you have to be careful the way you pray you shouldn't say it in a sharp way like he said, uh, you went up to the heavens and you, you left us a great man, he threw words towards the heaven and his hip became, became dislocated and the geban says <coughs> Who was that person, Levi? So you see, as a result of his uh, way he prayed, Borei Olam punished him. So the Gemara says, Is that what caused him? we know another story why he became lame. Rabbi. He was showing Rabbi what kida is. Kida is a certain way of bowing. Like it says in the pasuk, "Vayikod." How, how do you You have to bend down. You put your face on the ground and your thumbs. You put all your weight. On your thumbs And you lift yourself up with your thumbs It's a very hard way of bowing And Levi knew how to do it So he showed it to Rabbi And he became, uh, okay. became lame So make up your mind Did he become lame because of the way he prayed Or because he showed answers Think about our answers They both caused it Which means like this Really when he did kidah, Nothing should happen to him But because he already uh, prayed the wrong way, so then since he put himself in like a not a dangerous situation but he did something out of the ordinary so unless you have a ikhut God doesn't protect you so since he put himself in the situation of kidah so God said I'm not protecting him why? because he prayed the wrong way look at the top to support, the only to safot. yes when he did the kidah that's when he got lame when what caused them to become the tla' because of the way he prayed. Gebra says, Ravkiyah bar lulayne. Ravkiyah bar lulayne. was a rabbi's name. Shama'inu lahanach anane. He heard the clouds talking. The ka'amre. Now what does it mean he heard the clouds talking? So the Ma'asha explains that the clouds have angels. So here the angels that are in charge of the clouds, they were talking. What were they saying? Let's bring water and rain over the countries of Ammon and Mu'av. That's not in Israel. That's on the other side of the Jordan. When you gave the Torah to the Jewish people, you went to all the different nations of the world, Vedo Kibluha, and they didn't accept it, including Amon and Mu'av. Now you're giving them rain? What do they deserve the rain for? Bring the clouds over here. And sure enough, the clouds came to their place, meaning it started to rain in Eretz Yisrael. My what does it mean in the Pasuk that says, The Pasuk name compares the sadiq. To a tamar. Tamar is a palm tree with dates. And it also compares the Sadiq to an eris. <coughs> is a cedar tree. So you what I tamar, lamane imar The imne imar ne imar tamar. Which means, make up your mind. Is he compared to a date tree or is he compared to a cedar tree? So the Gemara says, "Ilu ne'emar tamar velo ne'emar eres." <laughs> if the pasuk only would have compared him to a tamar, I would have said, "Ma tamar," just like the palm tree, the day tree in Giza or which means it does not grow back when you cut it. it it does not grow back. Shalom in That maybe I would think Chavas Shalom is like a tree like that that he also doesn't come back. Meaning maybe Shalom I would think he doesn't come back to So that's one interpretation. which I would have thought that the Sadiq doesn't regrow back. Or well, according to the. He explains that I might have thought that maybe the tzaddik will not have children like him. In any event, so that's why the Gemara says, That's why it compares him to an eriz. Because to see the tree regrows. And therefore, so to the tzaddik. Now, if the pasuk would only compare the tzaddik. To a cedar, they were not compared to a tamar. Heiti omer ma eres in ose perot. That just like the cedar tree, there's no fruit on a cedar tree. Af sadik hats veshalom in ose which means hats veshomay. Would think. That what? That he doesn't have reward. Maybe all his mitzvot that he does, there's no perot, there's no fruit, there's no reward from it. That's why he compares him to both. Which means he's like a tamar that he produces uh, fruit. Which means he has fruit that He has reward. And he's like an Erez that what? He regrows. Which is like when you cut the Erez and it grows again. So, tzaddik will rise. so the Gabbara is a question now on cedar trees. The Erez gizr'um machlif. Are you tell me that the cedar tree when you chop it down it regrows? We have a Brayta. Regarding people that are buying certain trees. A person buys a tree from his friend. Lakuts to cut it. So you have to leave at least a tefa of the trunk on the ground and cut. Why? Because you're only buying one tree. You want the guy's tree to regrow. Uh-huh. So you have to leave at least a tefa's worth on the ground. Now the Gebrahah discusses a different type of tree. Trees on a type of tree called the sycamore tree. So then already you have to leave at least two tefahim in order for it to grow back. They're that's talking about an old sycamore tree. Which means a tree that grew already once and they cut it. So now the second time when they cut it again, you only have to leave two tefahim and it'll regrow. However, on a new sycamore tree, which you never cut it before, then you have to leave, you have to leave a little more. When it comes to reeds and vines, meaning of the grapes, You just have to leave, they call it a pekak, which is a knot. Because if you ever see the, the, the vine, it's like they grow in knots. So all you have to leave is one knot above the ground, and that's enough, it'll regrow. However, when it comes to palm trees and cedar trees, mata, You can dig all the way down And you can even take out the roots Because it doesn't matter Once you cut it, it's not growing back oh, So make up your mind You told me above that word That the cedar tree grows back And now you're telling me it doesn't We're talking about other types of arazim Which means there's many types of cedar trees like the Gemara says, There are ten types of cedar trees. etc." And therefore, that which Shafiqa said, that the tzaddik is similar to a cedar tree, that while it... <coughs> it grows back we're talking about the other types of Arazim, which means Erez is only one type of cedar tree there's nine other types of cedar trees mm-hmm. so we're talking about the other nine, those nine regrow Taro banan, we have a Braita berbi eli Shegazal he decreed 13 fasts on the Sibur Because there was a drought So the al says that they started fasting They fast seven, 3 fasts and another 3 fasts And if they don't get heads, they fast another 7 fasts altogether. 13 fasts And still it didn't rain So after the last fast the Sibur is leaving uh, the synagogue it's, it's finished So the the azhar tells them Did you go prepare your graves? Which means there's no rain. There's a sakana. Everybody's going to die. So everybody started crying. And sure enough the rains came down he went up and he prayed on the first day as we learned they would add 6 berakhot to the amida besides the 18 that they prayed every day in the hazara they would add an extra 6 berakhot like the mishnah listed them so after he finished praying the 24 berakhot he didn't get answered he just said the following in the there is nobody else but you, God. for your sake. have mercy on us. And what happened? The Boom! The rains came down. The rabbis started to murmur. They said, Look at this. Rabbi be prayed twenty-four nothing. Rabbi Akiva comes along. He says, What two lines? He gets answered. batkon. A heavenly voice came from the Shamayim. And said, gadol not because the B Akiva is greater than the B the Aizir. Don't think that the reason why Rabbi Akiva was answered is because he's greater than the B the No, that's not so. eno Because they have different natures Rabbi Akiva was a type of man That was ma'avidah middotav Mm -hmm. Which means he forgave people easily Which means if somebody slighted him He he didn't hold hold it It was ma'avidah middotav The way they explain ma'avidah middotav Is he was a forgiving person Where as opposed to the beginning He wasn't, he was strict And that doesn't mean there was a fault in his character That's what he was He felt if somebody does something wrong You have to be tough with him So therefore, who does God answer? God answers the one that's forgiving. Because you're asking God to be forgiving also to the people. So therefore he answered, Rabbi Akiva, yes. and not to be the... He said, Taru Rabbanan, <coughs> we have a benayta. Ad mata yu wa yordim, how much rain does it have to rain? Vasibur poskim mita'anitam. That the sibur can stop fasting, which means you call a series of fasts. How much rain do we say it's enough? Hashem answered our prayers, and you could stop 13th, fasting. Yeah, and all those fasts. Which what, what's the amount of rain that you say already no. you've been answered? So the Gemara says Kimlo which means according to the. Uh, depth of the blade of the plow, which means when you're digging, you stick the plow into the ground. So the plow has a certain, the blade is a certain length. So when the water goes into the ground, the shi'ur of the blade of the plow, that's already enough rain. that's according to the bimir. Vachamim say, it depends. On dry land, the rain has to penetrate it, at least the tefah. on mediocre land, tefahayim. Two on ground that's already been plowed, which already has been turned over and soft, Then already, it's got to go three tefahim. That she just says over here on the right side, karka Since it's hard Because it's much harder for the rains to go into hard ground So therefore when a tefah goes through It's a lot of rain for it to penetrate hard ground By shaking on softer ground you need more rain Because it penetrates it easier easier. So therefore on Benunit it's two tefah. On ground that's plowed Three (coughs) tefah. Tanya we have Eberaita Rabbi Shmoon bin al Hazar Omer. Rabbi Shimon Hazar <coughs> <bin> said En said Sheen Tehom Interesting phenomenon about the rains. That whenever it rains a tefah in the ground from above There's water all the way deep, deep, deep at the bottom of the ground. The bottom ground waters rise three tefakim. No, they rise three tefakim. They don't rise to the surface. Now, obviously, you have to say that there's a certain benefit that the ground gets from the fact that these bottom waters rise up, even though they're not hitting the top surface of the ground. But there's a benefit. So again, for every tefah that comes on top, three tefakim of the bottom waters rise up. That she says, <laughs> When the rains enter the ground, the tehom The waters of the depth rise three tefa'chim. even though the Gemara says another place that the width of the ground is like a thousand gemini, very, very, very deep. <laughs> a certain moisture is beneficial to the ground in such a case. The Kabbalah says, what are you talking about? that says that the, the waters down below only rise two Tefah. Make up your mind, does it rise three Tefah? Or two Tefah? Kabbalah says, no question. Which means, when you have over here, ground that was worked, or ground that is not worked which means when you have the ground that's worked which means a little a little rain already enters it will go down a tefah and then once a tefah goes into the worked ground two tefahim rise up however on ground that's not worked so when a teflah goes in, it's a lot of rain. Because it's harder ground. So it takes more rain to go in. So the more rain that goes in, the more rain rises up. So therefore, on ground that's not worked, one teflah that goes in from top, three teflah come from the bottom. Amar el azar. Rabbi al-Azar said, now on Sukkot we learned that on the Mizbeach, besides pouring wine on the Mizbeach, it's called Nesucha they also used to pour water on the Mizbeach. There was different spouts on the Mizbeach and they would pour it and the water would go all the way down to the bottom of the earth. So it says when they would pour the water on the Mizbeach, on Sukkot, Tehom Omer The depths, which means where the water is on the bottom, they would start talking. And they would say, Abba Which means, let your waters rise. Mm-hmm. The zechut of the Mayim that they used to pour in the water on Sukkot would cause the waters of the bottom of the earth to rise. Kol re'im and the waters would say to each other, We hear the voice of two friends. Who are the two friends that they hear? Nisukha yain and Nisukha maim. We hear the water falling and the wine, because that was fall on fell on the mizbeach. Shnei like the pasuk says, Tehom el Tehom kore lekol sinorecha, which means Tehom el Tehom, the depths of the ground. As she says, who are these two depths? There, Tehom el Tehom, maim el yonim u maim tachtonim. It seems you have the waters above the ground and the waters below the ground. So they call to each other. Sinorecha Pipes, which is when they hear the waters coming down the pipes, they call to the voice of the pipes, they call to each other. And what do they call? They call to come down and uh, and cause the rain to rise up and the rains to come down. Ama Rabah, says, "Lididi hazili hay He says, "I saw this angel. There's an angel that's in charge of the rains, and that angel's name is Ridia And the Gemara says, it's similar, it looks like a calf. Looks like a, uh, a cow. And its lips are split. There's a split in its lips. in its lips. And the Gebara says, And this malach is between the upper waters and the lower waters. It seems it's like right over the ocean. Where the waters come from the heavens to so the waters where they come below <speaking in Hebrew> He tells the upper waters which means the waters in the heavens <speaking> in <Hebrew> go pour your waters which means down pour your waters, heavens. What does he tell the waters from below? Let your waters spring forward, spring up. Like the pasuk says, Now let's read this pasuk together and see exactly how uh, this has got to do with the angel. We'll do that in Nashi. Look at Rashi. Nitsanim literally means the buds are seen in the ground. At the time that they're pouring the water on the mizbe'a, on zukot, sheh nesuchim niru ba'ares, which means when the nesuchamayim is seen in the ground, she'en bein elam mishana l'chavirta, which is only doing nesuchamayim from year to year, just like the budding, just like the budding happens once a year, kenedze she'en yoseila mishana l'shana. So they're comparing the pouring of the water on the Mizpah, like the budding, that happens once a year. and itzanim Nirubah, is when the Nitzanim are, when the buds are seen on the ground, Ve'etazamir Giyah, what's The time of singing, Zemirot. because on the holiday, they would sing special Zemirot in the Beit HaMikdash. And then what does it say? The voice of the cow or the bull is heard in our in our land. Who's the bull? The Malach, because we said it looks like a, a cow. That's what the passuk means. So again, and it's the Nitzanim, the budding, which means the Nisukamayim, which is like the budding that happens once a year. Then Uba what happens? The That's the time of the zamir of the songs that are sung in the Bethlehem of the And the voice of the angel is heard, meaning asking the rains to come down and come up the Gemara continues now the Gemara is going to discuss cases where they started to fast and now it starts to rain while they're fasting do they have to continue their fast or not so we have a machloket if they accepted the fast upon themselves and it started to rain before sunrise they don't have to finish the fast because anyway people don't usually eat before sunrise anyway so it's like they really and start So therefore If it rains before next, They don't have to Finish the fast But after sunrise He has a different opinion He says You have until midday Which means If it rains before midday Because that's I guess The primary time When people usually Eat midday Then already They don't have to fast However they have to fast. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Kodem Tet Sha'ot, Lo Yashlimu. is even more lenient. He said, You have to the ninth hour of the day. That's like three o'clock. No. Which means, If it rains before three o'clock, The ninth hour, no. You don't have to fast. Now, where did he get this Tet Sha'ot business? Shekhen matz'inu b'achav melech Yisrael. We see a story of Ahab The king of Israel. There was a drought in his time. Shet'anam mitesha sha'otul ma'la. He fasted from the ninth, from the ninth hour and Which means The story is told over there With Ahav That what happened The story is told like this After he killed a fellow by the name of Navot Navot was a Jewish guy Ahav had him killed He was uh, innocent He had him killed with false witnesses now, Eliyahu and Navi made a prophecy that he's going to get great punishment, as a result. Achav, that is. And when Achav heard this, he ripped his clothes, and he put sackcloth on his flesh, and he fasted. Now, what does it mean he fasted? He actually only fasted part of the day. Why? Because the Gemara is going to explain why. The Gemara says like this, Third line. Shineamar because the Pasuk says, Hari ki nichna Ahad. Did you see that Ahad has Nikna he was humbled himself in front of me? How did he humble himself? So let's read Rashi. Sheken Matsinu, Kedomar. Sheen nicha adam ba'odam there's not a person in the world she enter any time at all which means nobody fast past three o'clock. Which is by three o'clock everybody eats. Afidu benim melachim, even kings she datan darkan lechol beted shalot. Kings normally eat by three o'clock. Why? Shead gimel shalotim yishnim. They sleep until the third hour. And they wait 6 hours to eat till they wake up. Even Agri-fas, the king, so you see that Agriphas used to eat in the ninth hour. God so said, did you see that Achav has humbled himself in front of me? When did Achav start fasting? Well, he didn't wake up till the third hour. He doesn't eat anyway till three o'clock till the ninth hour. That means in the ninth hour I've accepted upon himself a fast. So therefore what do you see from over here? He was able to eat if he wanted to. Which means he, he, he wasn't planning on fasting before that. Oh. And Yahweh came to him in the middle of the day and told him, You can have a lot of punishment. So at 3 o'clock he accepted upon himself the fast. Even the punishment was that the dogs are going to lick his blood. So he fasted that day. But he only. He, he fasted the whole day, but the point is for him, he really didn't start until 3 o'clock, because he fasted anyway. Right. So therefore, this opinion is being lenient. This opinion is saying over here that what? Mm. This opinion is saying over here that what? That if a person uh, fasts and the rain comes before the ninth hour... You can eat. If it comes after the ninth hour, you have to continue fasting. So, those are the three opinions. Is it Nets, Hatsot, or the ninth hour? So, Kazakh says. Right. Rabbi Yehuda gazat proclaimed the fest. So after it started to rain. So they wanted to finish the fest He said no, we go with the opinion. And therefore, as long as it rains before you don't have to continue the fest. gazat oh. fest. So it rained before next So the the people were very flattered. This this is a compliment to us that we didn't even have to fast the uh, Ta'anit. So the rabbi says, No. Shavuana Katan tells them. Let me give you a mashal to what this is analogous to. It's like a servant that wants a gift. He wants uh, a plus, reward from his master. So the master says, Give it to him before he asks. I don't want to even hear him. So the same thing over here, God doesn't want to hear our prayers. Give him the reins before they fast. So it's not a compliment. Another story. Oh, so now after the fast was over, she got it rained. So the people said, oh, this is a compliment to us. We're praiseworthy." If if the We were answered. That's not a praise. Why? Like a servant that asks for a reward from his price, payment from his master. So he tells them. Wait until they deteriorate and suffer. Then I'll give it to them. So, hey, look. God, wait, make you suffer the whole day and fast and trouble yourself now he gives it to you so the gebarah says then what's the case where you can compliment the simur the gebarah says "Amar that when they say the words and the wind comes immediately Amar and they say and the rain comes immediately now the gebarah concludes we learnt in the mishnah that there was a maaseh in the city of Lod, that they declared a fast and it started to rain. And the rabbis were very happy. And it says they came to the synagogue in the afternoon and they recited Halel Gadol. What is HaLei Gadol? That's the Hodu LaHashem Kitof Kile Olam Chasdoh. There's 26 uh, Hodus that we answer Kile Olam Now why would they say it after the first day? Because one of the last ones is Noten Nechem Lechol Basar Kile Olam So it's befitting to praise God after that um, episode. So it comes says, what did they do? And it says over there, first they went and they ate and they drank. And then they came in the afternoon, and they said, "Halel Agadon." So the Gemara says, "V'neema Halel Maikara." What do you mean? What do they eat and drink for? Let them say Hallel first, and then go break their fast and eat and drink. The big Mishnah said they went. When the rain started to come, they were happy. They sat down, they had soda, they drank wine. Then they went back to the shul to say Hallel again. Like so the Gemara does the opposite. V'neim Hallel Ma'ikara. Let them say Hallel originally. Abaye and Rabban Gamliel say that if she'en Omerim Hallel ella al nefesh sevara ve'keres mela'ah. You cannot say the Hallel. Only has to be on a full stomach and a uh, satiated uh, 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 keres, which means stomach. As well. Which means, because the Pasuk says God gives food. You're going to praise him when you're hungry. You can't be starving when you say it. If you really want to be a good praise, you have to say it when a person is false. So the Gebris is ED. What are you talking about? We have a contradiction. The Papa went to the synagogue of the people that lived in a city called Abigubar. Or some say Abigubar is the name of a person. He went to the person's synagogue, whose name was Abigubar. The Ta'anit. They declared a fest. And it rained before So they said gadol. Then they ate and drank. So make up your mind. Right. Here they did it the opposite way. They said Halil the first. The, answers, the people of huza they get drunk a lot, and therefore the rabbi knew if they're gonna if they're gonna let them drink first, they're not gonna come back to the shul to say gadol the because they're gonna get drunk. He says, They're going to become and look at the Tosafot on the top, That's why they would say the Hallel before They ate and drank amen."